Chris Robinson, the managing director at TJM Institutional Services, joins us this morning to talk currencies and treasuries. Chris, welcome. Good morning to you. Let's begin with the dollar hanging up above this 103 handle ahead of some closely watched inflation data due out this week. Yeah, and also, too, you know, we just came off a 10 month low, pretty oversold. Everybody had that. Um, that was the trade du jour. It worked for a while. It was a nice correction. We lost about 12% off the uh, October highs. But I just think it was the thing where the boat was leading too far in one direction. So we've had a little bit of a pullback. How much? We've clawed back about 25% of what we've lost. Um, you know, are we going to do our typical halfway back? That's possible. I, I think the number one reason we turned was that un was the unemployment report with mm -hmm. those jobs. Uh, you know, at that reset, that was the reset button for everything. And uh, you and I have talked about this before, watching the, do the uh, U.S. dollar, uh, not only with the other currencies, but also, uh, you know, in conjunction with that, the two-year tenure. So people think the Fed's going to continue to hike rates stronger for the dollar. You know, I do agree with you in terms of a, a bit of a shift that we saw as far as, uh, well, that uh, uh, number, the jobs report here. If we could just pull up this chart, because uh, we started off the show looking at how, uh, well, last week we saw the high up around 4190, how we are kind of in the middle of the range that we established last week, just kind of looking for more information. But I wanted to point out last week's high, 4190, 4200, fell short of the high that we'd seen the week prior, 4208. So we're seeing a series of lower highs coming into play. It'll be interesting to watch that report here today. How much do you chalk up uh, uh, some of the weakness we're seeing in the indices? Obviously, uh, tied to the jobs report, the strengthening there, and a bit more of a hawkish tone for some of those individual Fed speakers. Rates on the rise as treasuries, the bonds, and the tenure holding below that 50-day moving average now. Yeah, I, I think that that's going to be a, a key level to watch. You know, I just pulled up the two-year, the two years uh, yielding right around four, four point six. Yeah, you know, the high as well. Yeah, and and uh, so and I think with the tenure at three point five, that's big. I, I think that you know sometimes people can make things way too complicated. I, that tenure is important because it really pegs uh, people's thirty-year mortgages. Uh, that that's a key level to watch. So you know, are we having a recession? I don't know. You you sent me an article this morning which I read. You know, where the uh, in the ECB they're already talking about. Well, maybe we're not going to have a recession. <laughs> so we'll see. You know, it's that's going to be the thing. Uh, like I said, I, I've said this before, you know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, our grandkids are going to be studying this in econ class saying, well, look, you know, couldn't you see that this is all you had to do to, to, to really clean up? So we're, we're watching this unfold. You know, the, the pandemic really stretched everything uh, like a rubber band. And as it reprices, there's going to be opportunities out there. But you're going to see moves like you've seen in the two year, 10 year and the dollar. You know, I asked because and we've got the chart here, Chris, because the last time we saw move like this sustained below the 50 day moving average, I mean, it was the beginning of the end, I guess many would call it right. That move we saw from August uh, all the way through into those lows that we saw back in October when the TNX topped out around 4.3 percent. We know the impact that had on the indices. You know, I want to talk a little bit about some of the other foreign currencies because uh, it wasn't just the strong jobs report here in the U.S. a week or so ago Friday, right? Just last Friday, Canada, our neighbors to the north, I mean, a very strong report, something like 10x above expectations, participation rate, the unemployment rate. I mean, everything was very strong there. Mexico just raised rates. I think it was last week, kind of flew below the radar, 50 basis points as far as I remember, double digits uh, their, uh, their uh, lending rate now. I mean, uh, our neighbors to the north, 
north and neighbors to the south, I guess I'm kind of wondering how much should we look to them as a gauge in terms of what we can expect uh, to uh, see here in the U.S.? Well, I mean, they're actually, you know, big trading partners. I, I do a lot of work with uh, farmers and producers. And so it's they're an integral part to, to our uh, economic system as well. A lot of people don't, don't realize that because they're more concerned about China and Europe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that gets very important. But I, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but you know, the, the uh, Fed, Chair, Fed Chair Powell is really controlling it. I think Canada and Mexico are reacting to what we're doing here, okay. trying to keep pace with it. So at the end of the day, I think it's Chair Powell. He's, he's driving the, you know, he's driving the speedboat and their scheme behind it. Talk to us about how, uh, well, it's not just focused on uh, what's going on as far as Fed Chair Jerome Powell. There's a lot of attention here. Uh, we could see, it sounds like, a new uh, uh, governor for the BOJ announced as soon as tomorrow, right? OIDA now, uh, it sounds like, is going to take on that role. Yeah, and again, we've watched that, that the British pound and the Japanese yen against the dollar. Um, you know, obviously, th that's going to be something to watch because, you know, uh, they, they do have a tremendous amount of debt. Mm -hmm. They've got the, their whole population um, triangle is upside down, right? Everybody's talked about that. So they're, they're in kind of unique position. Um, I, I think that, that that's going to be a case study for a lot of um, like, you know, successful Western democracies watching that because it's not just, a pro I mean, Japan is kind of at the, the apex of that problem, the population problem. They have an aging population. They've got a lot of debt. They have a lot of uh, you know, responsibilities that the government has to come through. So the only way they're going to fix that, they're going to have to, and we've seen it. They finally said, okay, we're going to have to start defending the end. And you know, generally, it's, you know, when these people make these decisions, it doesn't, it's not like turning a jet ski. It's like turning, a, you know, an aircraft carrier. So I don't think that next week, suddenly they're going to go back to where they were. This is, this is a sea change. And um, I think it's going to be, very, again, very interesting to watch. And there's going to be opportunities there with the dollar yen and the dollar uh, pound spread. Lastly, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, this uh, news out of the EU. It looks like they're expecting uh, inflation to slow, right? Uh, they've lowered their forecast. They were looking for it to come in at 6.1%. Now they're calling for, I think, 56 They're also calling for growth to slow a little bit as well, it looks like. But they think they're going to see a high inflation here all the way through 2025, uh, Chris. I mean, uh, ultimately, you would think that that would keep some support underneath the euro and uh, definitely some backing for recent comments from Christine Lagarde talking about how there's, uh, again, further work to do and it doesn't seem like they're done with the 50 basis point rate hikes at this point still. No, I don't think so. And I think their, their biggest worry is what what's going to end up with Russia. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's it's kind of like they're whistling through the graveyard. You tell me how that ends and I'll tell you where the dollar. Well, the it sounds like that's about to get ramped back up into the spring. I mean, so that's not, uh, uh, you know, a good paint picture to be painted for them coming into, uh, you know, the March and February or March, April here. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, uh, in, the, in the world, it's people may be disappointed with how things are in the U.S., but we're head and shoulders above where they are in Europe. They have a, yeah. you know, uh, they have a multitude of things they have to worry about. And part of it is is what's going to happen with our rates. Uh, so it's all interconnected. We'll see. But I think that's the biggest concern. Um, you know, how is that going to play out? Uh, I, nobody knows. And again, if you can hedge that, game that, well, then God bless you because... You're going to do very well. But I think that's a fluid situation, and we've seen it. And you were talking about Nat Gas before. I mean, who would have thought that Nat Gas would be at two-year lows? Yeah. You know, I mean, given the scenario, if we, you know, been in school and said, okay, this is what's going on in the world, 
What do you think natural gas should be? You think natural gas should be, you know, through the roof, and it's a two-year low. So uh, sometimes the market uh, doesn't do what you think it would should do logically. And I think as we move through 2023, that's something for everybody out there to remember. Don't get locked into your analysis. Be be uh, flexible. The best traders I knew on the floor were, you know, one of them was an ex a truck driver, and all the guys with the PhDs and stuff. They would stand there and hem and haw and hem and haw and hem and haw. Just deal with what the market's giving Price you, and you'll do yeah. better. Yeah. I'd completely agree. And uh, while many of us don't trade natural gas, it's definitely a textbook example of. Uh, trend and uh, whether you're looking at the intraday, the bigger picture, I, I can remember years ago when they were talking about, well, as it was down below $2, they were talking about eventually just burning this stuff off. And uh, just to the point, there's could potentially be some further downside momentum here. Uh, again, as this thing's broken down below $3 recently, Chris, appreciate you joining us here to talk sure. financial markets. A uh, busy week ahead for currencies and treasuries, to say the least. Chris Robinson, the managing director of TJM Institutional Services.